Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, Rubbish! There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Second Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Down. Five. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you, January 2nd, 2023, the first show of 2023 for Kentucky Roll Call. The fifth year of radio show for Kentucky Roll Call. On this day in 2018, we started this old radio show, TJ Walker and Nick Roush. Back then, the producer was Trevor Kelsey. Now, we've upgraded. We've got Scooter Dingus, Justin Kalen. And we appreciate everybody that's been listening for, for all five years, maybe just five episodes. We don't care. We're happy that you're here. Hope that you had a great and safe new year. And welcome to 2023. Nick Roush, how are you? Happy New Year. We did it. We, we, we made it uh, another another turn around the sun. I'm, I'm doing all right. Uh, uh, just excited. Uh, also, Really uh, big-time Sunday scaries over here at the Roush House. Because I, I don't know about you, TJ, but for me, there's very much a... Uh, especially with the way my work works, where everything's kind of football season-oriented. Like, I, I hadn't looked past the calendar till like, to today. And tomorrow, the wife uh, finally goes back to work after off maternity leave. So, it's bi- big-time scaries at the Roush house fighting off the post-Christmas uh, stress disorder. Well, it's back back to the real world. I know, but, uh, you know, it's, it's just fun having, like, the Christmas tree lights, a little singing, little uh, sitting around, kids playing toys, day boozing. Like, oh, so much fun. Oh, Can I we got, just do that? I agree. That's why the holidays are a great time. Great. They uh, really but, are. You know, enjoy today and then, then – yeah. Then, Back to the back to reality. We Scoot- get some. Uh, we get the bowl games today, which is like our last final taste. But that 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 week in between Christmas and New Year's, where you just got football on all the time. Oh man, not going to know what to do without it. But at least uh, one more Red Zone Sunday after this, and then NFL playoffs, and that's exciting. So that's how I'm fighting off my post Christmas stress disorder. Yeah, yeah, 
you know, that's a good way to look at it. Scoots, how was your holiday weekend? It was good. Yeah, it was really good. I uh, I didn't do a whole lot. other. I went to my grandma's yesterday for Christmas, so that was fun. Um, but I, I ended up working a little more than I wanted to this weekend. That was not part of the plan. But I had to spend $450 on my car on Saturday, so I had to go to work to make up for that. So, Ooh. yeah, but overall, it was a good weekend, other than having to drop that change. Did you run over a broom? What no, I had to get new brakes, and one of my brakes had been cutting into my rotor, so I had to get a rotor uh, replaced as well. Yeah, it was it was just a big ordeal. How how often are we supposed to change our brake pads? Uh, when you hear know. a when you hear a grind, go in. When you when you hear them squeaking, <laughs> I I take my car. It seems like I probably take my car. In, Twice a year, just for like routine checkup, maintenance, that sort of stuff. So it seems like they they let me know uh, they have at one point, but I just I, I don't remember what the sign was or why they told me it. But I was like, okay, sounds good. You go ahead and do that then. Don't don't need my brakes acting. That's funny the thing. You're, that was- you're kind of at their peril when you go to an auto shop. You know, you just leave your car with them, and you're like, okay. Take a once-over of it. Let me know everything that's got to be done. And it's like, uh, you kind of just have to trust them in that situation. And that kind of sucks. Well, uh, that's, you make the case for that with pretty much any area of expertise. Sure. Like, you know, doctors, when they say, or they're looking at x-rays or something, how do you know? Like, I hope you're right. I hope you know what you're talking about. Same with mechanics. Same with people that are fixing, like, computers and tech and all that sort of stuff. Uh, heck, even real estate appraisers to to a certain degree you just gotta trust yeah well we're rolling the dice especially when you get real estate appraisers like Mm -hmm. uh the sports talker dj walker why would you even say that that's just rude and misinformation oh that's slanderous if there's anything we've learned about uh this show over the last five years it's that we're totally totally serious in everything we say no joking ever (laughs) good TJ, how was your New Year's? It was great, Scooch. Thanks for asking. You're uh, hated. It was just terrible having the UK games on at the same time. That stunk. Um, did not enjoy that really at all. However, still had a really, really nice Saturday. And the New Year's was great. For some stupid reason, we acted like we were like 18 or 19 and we stayed up way past our bedtimes and that made Ooh. yesterday just not even like a not even really a hangover thing uh um, just a tired thing just like a tired thing yeah it's you know, like that's not nearly enough sleep and baby doesn't know what time you go to bed or care what time you go to bed so yeah that that we we paid for it a little bit just from a sleeping aspect but uh it was fun it was a good time great Great weekend. Awesome, awesome, awesome college football playoff games. Uh, that was hilarious. Just seeing all the videos of like Ohio State parties as the countdown was going on on one TV. Ohio State fans were watching their season come to the to an end on the other. Uh, that was hilarious. But no, it made for a really, really fun Saturday. And while I didn't like the UK games being on at the same time, uh, it was, you know, to me, it was still UK U of L basketball. I know it had a, diff- a different feel for a lot of folks, whether it's just UK being a little underwhelming this year, or probably more likely U of L being a two and eleven team now, two and twelve, no big deal. But I, I still enjoyed it. I, I thought the jerseys were really cool by both teams. That was neat, and the Cavs. Yeah, it was a good jersey game. Very good. I don't, think, game. I don't think UK played exceptionally well by any stretch of the imagination, but they took care of business and did what they needed to do, and. 
and beat U of L the way that they they probably should in a game like that. And then Ooh, of course, did, you, uh, did either of you all have any action on the uh, Kentucky Louisville basketball game? I did. What number did you get it at, Scoots? Uh, not the number that I wanted. Twenty three and a half. Oh, yeah, that also, was a big bummer. Giving, why were people giving Scoots credit on guessing the line correctly? Because I, I said guessed I, line correct. no, I guessed the line correctly. Yeah, right. I said all week last week, twenty two and a half is going to be the number. All what week. did I say? What did I say, Scoots? I can't remember what you said. I, I think you're. I think you're mistaken. No, and you guessed. You guessed a number like one off for me, and mine was the correct number, and you were the nope. one that was one off. Well, if somebody That's go back. That's incorrect. And I, I, I nailed. I said twenty two and a half at least three times on last week's shows. And it, it, it ended up going off at twenty three and a half. Okay, so is that what you said? I'll give you credit for that if that's what you said. I just I I. I and I saw you comment and say, I've been really good at those lately. I'm I'm the king at that, Scoots. Mm, and I'm, your I'm your crown might be getting taken off soon, is what yeah, I is, right. that's all I'm saying. Yeah, we're right. But Vegas anyway. actually called me this weekend, asked if I wanted a job. I told him that it wasn't the right time in my life. Call me back I, in a year. Uh if you win the lottery. <laughs> I, I had a little I had a little action on it, but not not the not the game spread, Roush. Oh, I got you. Got you. Yeah. I um, just but that was, the, the, gosh, Vegas, they were right on it. That was the extent of me following along, which uh, I'm I'm with you, TJ. Uh, there, there was a part of me that thought it would be fun to have both on at the same time. I, I realized the two TV setup is only fun when you don't care about one, like really at all. But when you care about both, like it's it's very difficult. I, 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 I tried to put the basketball game on on my laptop in the press box for, I mean, it, it was like 30 seconds where I was like, I just can't do this. So I just had the the stat broadcast stats live pulled up and I was following along to see if the, the cover would hit or not. And that was a huge shot there, Bob. Was it Roosevelt Perry? Uh, no. Uh, either either way, whoever that goober was at Louisville that. Who's Roosevelt Perry? There is no Roosevelt Perry. Roosevelt around. Wheeler. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. Do you expect me to know about Roosevelt Wheeler? That guy stinks. Um, yeah, but, I yeah. feel like I defaulted to probably having more attention on the basketball game just because football, you could, you got 40 seconds in between plays. While basketball, yes. you could have three different possessions before football even ran another play. Uh, so there may have been like a football play or two I would miss, and there actually was probably you know a couple basketball plays or possessions or passes or part of possessions that I would I would miss because you just you'd have an eyeball on one and then something would happen in the other. You'd look at the other and then you'd miss something that happened in the other. But I've I've, I've gone back and rewatched the basketball game. Not sure I'll do that with football. Uh, I think I saw what I what I needed to see in in the Music City Bowl. And while we have all recapped our New Year's and wished each other Happy New Year's and all that fun stuff, what do we want to talk about first? Pretty opposite, I'm, probably talking points on on the UK athletic events on Saturday. I'm I'm kind of sick of talking about uh, Kentucky football right now. Like that that Music City Bowl was just everything I knew it was going to be, and it just it just frustrated me more so than anything because it was. Like everything we complained about when the game got announced, it it just that's what it was, and it was just it was just a frustrating afternoon. That like it's like why are we sitting here doing this when we knew this is exactly what was going to happen? Well, so maybe, we I, just, maybe we just get that out of the way then. Okay, let's get it out of the way. Like you could have like 
you you played. Uh, it's just so frustrating because the funness of going to bowl games is doing something different, and instead yeah. you went to the same damn bowl game you've been to six times to play the same team you played last year who has the second-best defense in the country. You didn't stand a chance. You had to play a perfect game. They did not play a perfect game. Uh, I actually thought that it was um, kind of a fun game plan, though. Like, they they didn't do run-run-pass, the Rich King Roll special. Like, they let Destin Wade let it rip, and, uh, you know, he had his moments, I thought. Now, he didn't connect on any of those explosive plays. Brian Brown got in his own head and was all, like, he, he tried to do too much, and the physicality got to him. And that's why I ended up getting a 15 yard penalty later on. Uh, but that's the way it was the first quarterback to make a mistake. Iowa, they've won without quarterbacks before. It was a, it was a, it was, it was what we expected. I mean, Kentucky's defense forced eight, three and outs. And at one point, they were out gaining them, but it just didn't matter because they had one big play from a tight end and then two pick sixes. And that was it. That was the ballgame. Yeah, it, 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 I felt like we hit this one on the head going into it. We talked about oh, if one team's probably going to make some mistakes, and the team that makes some mistakes is that's going to be probably enough for the game to be over. Just saw based off that, and the first pick six was well enough. All that was needed that could have really been it. Uh, but I do agree with that that sentiment. Like watching the first couple possessions, it was like, all right, I, I don't hate what you're seeing from some of the play calling, given that it's pretty limited. You knew, knew that running the ball was going to be pretty difficult, but you also knew that a quarterback that's never played a college football game going against the top, one of the top defenses in college football, that ain't going to be great either, but it's probably what you're going to have to do. There were a few nice throws. I agree with you. I thought I, I, I like some of the play decision calling or however you want to phrase it. Uh, and Wade did some okay things, just unfortunately in college football. He learned a pretty valuable lesson that one bad throw can change everything. Two bad throws can completely seal a game. And he, he unfortunately learned that the hard way for UK. Yeah, the, the whole thing just kind of stunk. You felt like Kentucky really wasn't all that into it just off the get-go or not overly, like, cared. And maybe the fact that your, your quarterback and running back sat out kind of set the tone for something along those lines. And then on top of it, everything you already mentioned, just playing a team that you had already played in a bowl game that you're overly familiar with that just happens to be at the same time of what I would say the majority of UK fans would consider their, their favorite game of the year or their most anticipated game of the year. Obviously different, as we mentioned, with L not being very good and Kentucky being a little underwhelming to start the year as well. But it was just all of it, just stunk. Sucked, stinks, sucks, mm-hmm. terrible. And then, uh, you know, the, for the fans who, who really care about bowl games, you know, they had to choose which ones they wanted to watch. And then I thought the crowd in Nashville looked pretty good from the UK side of things. You'd have a better idea of that yeah, than me it, being there. I was um, I was surprised because there wasn't, like, in the lead-up to it, it was mostly Iowa fans. But a lot of UK fans came the day of. Uh, my, my parents came – they, they came the night before and then went to the game. Uh, and as my mom said, it was a very much a family crowd for the UK side. Like a lot of people, I'm, I'm assuming from Western Kentucky or so, took their kids because it was a cheap ticket. It was easy to get in and out. It was an early game. They got It was great weather. Um, the sun came out uh, about 60 degrees throughout the game. So like 
it actually was a it felt like a decent crowd but it was also the smallest official attendance for a music city bowl since the first game and they played that one at vanderbilt so yikes yeah i in like I, and the thing is is like i don't like i'm i'm more frustrated that just this game was like I, I don't blame the kids for struggling or anything. Like I'm not down on Destin Wade. Like the second decision he made, that that second pick six, that was a bad decision. The first one, the throw floated on him a little bit. Like it happens. You know, I, I'm not going to be too overly critical, especially when like they put the game in his hands too, which was pretty remarkable for a true freshman who had never played before. He took, I want to say, uh, he had 68 percent of their offensive production. But, like, he had 30 pass attempts, 16 rush attempts, and they only ran, uh, what is it here, 50, 61 plays? 69 plays. So, like, almost all of the offense was kind of going through him. And against that defense, that's just such a tall task to ask of of somebody that just doesn't have the game reps. He had a couple plays where, like, I thought he was going to get a safety, and he was somehow able to get away from that pressure. Uh, So, I, you know. I, I wasn't one of those who who left like, oh, the offense is just oh, it's broken. Like, like you know what? The, it was a, a fine effort, but they had to be perfect. And this was just the worst matchup ever because that defense is defense is freaking awesome. And like going in that game too, TJ, that press conference they had the day before, Kirk Ferentz like broke down in tears twice because he just loves Jack Campbell and Sam Laporta so much. Like this team was just. They were built to kind of go out with one more win against a Kentucky team and a lot of their second, third string guys. Well, the stupid bowl game for UK to decide that's what they wanted if that's how it all went down. It is what it is. It's over. It's not really worth getting too worked up and frustrated by it, but just kind of poor decision-making by UK athletics. Obviously, I don't love that UK had players sitting out, but it is the reality of college sports and where things are at. It's just all together. You lump it in, and it's just it kind of it kind of stunk. Uh, it wasn't really the way to, not the way any program really should want to end a football season. But it was kind of the epitome of the season. It wasn't really what folks wanted. There were some good moments, obviously, but uh, and the defense played great. They that we need to make sure. I, I need to make sure I say that. I was really impressed. Yeah. With the way they fought, it's what you should have done against that Iowa offense. But um, all things considered, they they certainly played well enough to win, as was really the case a lot of times this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just the offense, we knew it was going to be really tough. We weren't really sure how they were going to score, and it turns out they they just didn't. So um, yeah, that um that one, really it was just the one play where Laporta broke like felt like a thousand tackles. I mean that was that was really the defense's only only bad moment. Um, and that was a two-play drive. Yeah, eight three and outs. Uh, TJ, we almost got as many punts as first downs, but Iowa got two first downs in garbage time. So, mm. yeah, really, also, really ruined that. The, the chances are they could have scored, probably would have scored. But, like, it was out of bounds. They, they had it pretty well clear on video evidence that he had stepped out of bounds. I don't, I don't, I don't really? Remember, I never understand the reviews that – like it well, just seems it, clear as day, and they're just like, "Oh, you know what? No, we were not so sure." It was a uh, Pac-12 officials. Um, and- I thought in real time he was in, and then they showed that one over-the-top angle where you just clearly saw the cleat oh, on the wow. line. Yeah. It was like, "Okay, well, there you go. That's all you needed to see there." And then they come back, and they're like, "The play stands," 
Or did they even confirm it? They may. Have I think they just said the play stands. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, it was running together. And of course the basketball game was going on. Yeah. It stinks. I, I think the season outlook for next year won't be diminished or impacted at all yeah. based on this previous season and certainly not the bowl game, but mm-hmm. it, you know, Kentucky's had an expectation of winning and certainly winning bowl games and, that was that wasn't fun. Not the end of the world. And again, I think just the bar was lowered so much for expectations going into the game that if you were overly really disappointed with the football game, Dude, probably on you, yeah. probably putting a little too much stock into it. However, nobody likes losing and nobody likes getting blown out. And that's unfortunately what happened on Saturday. And uh, that will end it. No more football till September. And and I hope mm-hmm. we'll, we'll all cross our fingers and hope and wish that the offense will be much better in twenty twenty three. But Roush, realistically, I, I don't I have no clue how it couldn't be. I have no even even with Levis being gone, uh, I, I still think you probably maybe have a better college passer coming in. You've got a better yeah. offensive coordinator coming in. Your wide receiver group's going to be better. You will be a little worse at running back, but there's some intrigue there. And the offensive line, I don't think, can go anywhere but up. Uh, so it's outlook. Even with this weekend being disappointed, disappointing for the football team, I think 2023 that the expectations should be probably just as high as the season expectations were going into this season. And they were lofty and they were not met, but that's a good thing. You know, all right, you didn't meet expectations. Sometimes programs take a step back. It seems like still with the way they recruited, especially the transfer portal, Kentucky should probably take a step forward in expectations going to next year. That's a rarity and that's a good thing. Yeah. And I mean, when you have a down year and it's still a winning season, like that, you know, could be a lot worse. So, um, uh, especially at, for for longtime Kentucky fans, defensively too, uh, all but four. There was four players, four contributors on Saturday that have played their last game in Kentucky, but the rest are back. So uh, Zion Childress too. That guy. That guy's gonna be good. Did you see his tweet after the game too? Yes. Yeah. It, what was it like? I'm coming back pissed off. <laughs> like it was, he was good. very very motivated. Yeah, he, he was all over the place on Saturday. And that I was telling my buddies that I was watching the game with, I was like, it, it, it's it's kind of comforting knowing the talent evaluation of UK football that they saw that guy's tape at Texas State and they were like, we, we need him. And mm-hmm. boy, like the more and more the season progressed, the more and more you heard that guy's name called. Uh, and he'll have a pretty large role next year, I would guess. Yeah, and that's... With, like that, they're they're going to be really loaded at safety. So like having to getting those uh, mixed in, uh, like that competition is going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully, some of those guys can play corner. Like maybe that's where Vito's integrated back in. Like I'm not not sure where he's going to fit in the piece of the puzzle. That's where they were working him out in the spring. Uh, but then you bring in all that talent from the transfer portal too. So it's exciting. It's uh, it's it's exciting. The future is bright, and uh, I guess it'll probably be like what a week from today that we'll get the official news that Liam Cohen's coming back to Kentucky. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it feels like it's taking forever. But uh, there's a uh, Wilcox commitment coming down the pipe as well that that running back UK wants so badly. Yep, yep. So uh, exciting things for the future, but it did. Uh, it, 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 it that bowl game, the frustrations from it were pretty representative of the the whole season. It was just like, this is just like pulling teeth at times. But it's over. You moved on. I, I got the sense, too, that a lot of people there were just like, all right, let's just get this over with and let's move on. Let's let's get on to the next one. Um, 
Which I hate that, because, like, again, there's a lot of fans and people that do care about bowl games. It seemed like the fans cared a hell of a lot more about this bowl game than the team did, and that shouldn't normally be the case, but it it was a, it was a sort of weird situation for UK, um, or at least uh, certainly unique to Stoops at UK. Other teams have faced it from time to time, but you didn't have an offensive coordinator. You know, you had players sitting out. It was a... Just the whole thing was just kind of crappy. Let's hope it doesn't happen again this way in the postseason. However, all that stuff being said, you don't lose to Vanderbilt. You're in a better bowl game. It's a better situation. Maybe things are different as is. Maybe in so, today's Outback Bowl, yeah. Just be better in the regular season. Uh, but it, it, you're right. It's probably time to move past it. Not the way we probably would. Not ending with a bang by any stretch of the imagination, but as we already mentioned, the future looks really bright, so I don't think people are going to really be too hung up on 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 Saturday, and rightfully so, or at least I hope not. But I guess you really never know with this fan base. You never know. You never know. But we do know that it's time for a break. We're going to take it. We're going to come back and talk basketball because they beat Louisville, as has been pretty – Pretty much the norm in the Calipari era when these two teams square off. What does that put it at? 12 and 3 now? 12 and 3 now, yeah. Ooh, boy. Pretty impressive. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about that, what we liked, what we didn't like, how bad U of L is, because they certainly do stink. And then the Cats play basketball again tomorrow, believe it or not, in a big time SEC home matchup. So we will take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk about all these things. Get the text into the Thornton's text line, 502 414 1450. We'll be right back. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Oh no! We suck again! Searching for you Great song there from Elvis. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call. I'm bringing up Sports Radio. 14.50 a.m. Some rain coming tonight, and it'll be raining pretty much all day tomorrow. But uh, until then, going to be beautiful today, Roush. Going to be hit, hit the links if you can. It's, it's going to be in the 60s and pretty nice. Pretty, pretty nice. Ooh, good. Maybe get the, get the boys outside a little bit. Get to take the dog on a walk. Probably would be a great day for outdoor Christmas decorations if you, if you got them. Oh, and then tomorrow, the with all the rain, you do the indoor stuff. Not bad. Maybe that's probably my plans for today, come to think of it. Hmm. Although we didn't do a lot of outdoor stuff this year. Yeah, maybe I just keep them up for two more weeks. Or, you know, 11 more months. <laughs> and then boom, hey. it's Christmas season. So it'll look great next time I love Grand Pool. Exactly, exactly. Welcome back. This is Kentucky Roll Call, celebrating our fifth anniversary being on the air, which I've been, this will mark my 10th year doing radio in some capacity with Big X Sports Radio. 
But in 2013, December, I just started doing some like practice shows with them or just like, hey, we need, do you just want to do an hour? It wasn't really a show. I just kind of was filling in here or there and then started my own show in 2014. So I guess technically maybe 10 year anniversary next year at Big X. But five years together with Kentucky Roll Call with Roush and Scooch is going to give you his top five moments in five years of KRC. Scooch, take it away, buddy. Ooh, I can only give you my favorite moments from the last two years. Well, but, uh, yeah, but you were, a loyal, you, were, you were a loyal listener. I'll tell you Back what. The, five years ago, we would go into the studio for our 8 o'clock show. We went yep. 8 to 10, and we'd see Scoots, and he'd be taking his medicine in the morning. Taking his medicine every morning, <laughs> yep. And he had been up since 6, or he'd been doing radio since 6. So, Scooch, you were still around, buddy. We, we still true. interacted. That's true. Yeah, but my, uh, unfortunately for me, my memory doesn't go back that far. So I can give you my favorite memory from the last two years, and it was undoubtedly that day that you all were arguing about semantics of the coaches speaking. That I mean, that was that was just I mean, electric radio. That? that was electric radio for like 40 minutes. You all were just screaming at each other. I loved that day. What were we are? What was like? What semantics? It was it the was a, it was the whole Cal didn't see him, and then Stoops Roush is on Stoops side. You were on Cal's side, just screaming at each other. It's great, great radio. Yeah, we well, get into a couple of those, uh, but it's probably like once a month. But that was like, the that was the most prolonged one. Yeah, I think there's just some days where one of us just isn't really in the mood, and like <laughs> the rationale or reasoning that we've heard from the other person is just. It does not suffice to our brain, <laughs> and whoever's in the grumpier mood usually will either just antagonize or just automatically Dig just, in. Like, attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, but Roush and I, we, we, we've got a weird relationship. We probably disagree in a ton of things, even in our sports takes. We disagree in a lot of stuff, uh, but you only get those like outbursts. Yeah, once a it, month, maybe once every three months, maybe. It, it is funny how there most times we like we reach and agree to disagree, and it's like a, a fun, happy middle. And then every once in a while, I just start screaming at you. <laughs> hey, it's it makes for makes for better radio. I wouldn't want to listen to us if we just agreed with everything we said every single day. That I agree. Sound, doesn't sound fun to me. I'm glad we disagree over the years, uh, and we're still together five five years strong, which is. Uh, it's a long time to be talking every day for two hours to each other. The, there are two moments in particular that strike me as our most electric radio moments where it just felt like we were professional like broadcasters instead of uh, some just honks who were just shooting the you-know-what. Um, the one morning that uh, when, when people so cared about cheating back when uh, the college basketball stuff was happening and – Pat Forty released like a bunch of documents at like 4 a.m. or say so it was middle of the night and Bam had a handler. So basically like Bam and a couple other people were mentioned, uh, maybe Kevin Knox. And they was like, did they have a lunch together or something? But we when we were sifting through all of the information to try to bring it live, that was that was pretty fun because typically that kind of sort of news breaks and it's like the afternoon people who get to kind of go through it live but we we got that experience that was that was a lot of fun and then this year whenever john calipari called in and like we were like intern jacob was in there to answer the phone and he didn't know how to answer the phone that, that was, was a, that, that was, was last year roush 
This is summer. Yeah, 2022. You said this year. This year's 2023. Yeah. Scoots, I'm going to walk across the river right now and kick your ass. Mm-hmm. Yep. Scoots, I like that. Make sure you let them know. It is a new year, new year, you new son year. son of a gun. Yeah, those those both were, were great. The Calipari phone call-in was almost like a surreal. It was like, hey, Cal's calling in. People were like, wait, what? Right now? He's calling in? And then and you you threw we threw intern Jacob just into the fire. Eventually, you had no idea how to pick up a phone, which mm-hmm. you would think would be like you just say hello, but that's not how radio stations work, apparently. Well, and then uh, so and then on top of that, we had the Jacob Toppin thing a couple days after that, which was also a lot of fun with intern Jacob. Yeah, that was another good one. Good one. Oh, in his uh, old Savir Wheeler uh, beef. <laughs> This is a behind-the-scenes, never-told-before Big X KRC story that didn't make its way on the air. But and this, I'm not, I'm not using them, using this against him. I'm not. This isn't some sort of grand, like trying to trash the guy or anything like that. Because people get worked up in real life, in the job, in the workforce. Uh, but I don't think that we've ever told this one on the air. When Jim Coyle was yelling at us, Scoots, when you were producing his show. Oh, my gosh. That was so great. Oh, I don't remember that one. What was he yelling Again, at you for? He, he, he wasn't really mad at us. He he was mad at, like, the station. But here, so, again, I, I briefly already mentioned this one made me think of it. And Jim Coyle does the Indiana Sports Beat. You can still catch him on radio. Um, and he was always pleasant to me with this really one exception in terms of like being pleasant to me. He was always pretty nice. He'd invite me to go golfing and do stuff. So I, I'm not saying anything really bad about Jim. This was just a bad morning for him. I've had a million of them. And the station boss, Dugan, was like, hey, Jim and Scoots, I need you all to get out a little bit early because there's another show coming into the studio after you. They have to get their computer set up. They've got to get their stuff set up. And that way, if you all get out maybe two minutes before the end of the hour, they can come in, they can get their stuff set up. That's just kind of how radio works at places that have multiple shows in studio throughout the day. And I don't know, Scooch, maybe you can provide some insight on his side of things because he, he, like those two minutes, I guess, were super, super important to him. He was really mad to have a few minutes taken away from his show to be set up with our show. Again, I, yeah, you know, it, understandable. It but I think I, it was because he always got he couldn't get guests for you know it was hard to get guests for a six to eight a.m. show live so he would always have a guest on the last segment yeah and he didn't want to cut it off early I think that's, that's probably part of it yeah and that makes sense again like you know he's he he is entitled to his reasoning and rationale but one day he was just having a bad day with it all and we're getting set up Roush and I are getting our computer set up and we're in there. And I forget exactly how he started at Roush, but he came in and he was just like, this is a joke. This is a joke that we got to get out of here so you all can get in here early. And you're all's goober producer who doesn't even show up half the time. I was like, <laughs> I think like Roush and I just like both put our hands up. And we were like, what, what do you what do you want us to do about it? Like, you know, we're just doing what we were asked to do to come here at this time, show up at this time. And we can't control when the big guy arrives like that. You know, you're, you're coming after the wrong people for this. And he was like, it's just a joke. It's just a joke. He doesn't even show up. He doesn't care about the job, but we're the ones that got to get out early. And we were <laughs> like, okay, all right, Jim, uh, we're like coming on on 30 seconds. If you don't, and we didn't know if he was going to be like yelling while, our, you know, Good oh, it was very morning. much like we were putting our headphones in our like <laughs> ears and he was just yelling at us. And I, I was, 
I was so confused. And then he, he did apologize and he was like, I'm taking this out on the wrong people. And I totally understood it. But yeah, that was probably the speaking of heated moments in Kentucky roll call history. That one would have to be put up there. That was the first yeah. like, because, you know, Roush, you and I can yell at each other all we want. And then I will be we'll be just as likely to hug on each other right afterwards. I didn't really know, Jim. Scooch, is, is this ringing a bell for you on any of this? Yeah, a little bit. I'm actually just sitting here thinking I wish my memory was a little better because I, I want to fully remember that moment. But, yeah, I, I remember something like that going down for sure. You, if I remember correctly, you were just sitting there like, "Is this what is going on? I'm, I, I'm leaving here. Well, soon. that's like, what is going on. That's the thing with Jim, and it always was, is he just would constantly put me in awkward positions. Like, I don't want to sit through this, but I have oh, no choice. Gosh. Actually, I do think he like threw it over to you during the argument. Like, probably right, so. Right, yeah, isn't this, isn't he, this ridiculous? And you were like, eh, 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 eh. Yeah, he he, he used to do that all the time. Just radio, man. Exactly. No, that was fun. We've had a lot of fun characters at the Big X throughout the five years that KRC has been around. Oh, man. With Douglas, the seriously sexy stormtroopers. Oh, that moment was so good. Man, and then to actually go to that show, I mean, it was one of the weirdest experiences. Like, because we get we had a bunch of free tickets to the station. So uh, I, I took, like, a, there was a group of friends of mine. We all went. Had no idea what to expect. And... Man, you want to talk about some people watching? That was that was something else. Yeah, and then having you come, and then having you come back and recap, it was a lot of fun. Recap a Star Wars stripper show. If you if you've got any good KRC memories over the last five years, please send them on into the Thornton's text line and send yourself on into a Thornton's. They're delicious. They're great. They've got everything you need to get your day, your new year started. Maybe you're dragging like we all are after the long weekend. they got five-hour energies there, too, which is which is great. Make sure you're downloading the app. Refresh and Rewards members are always saving money, getting discounts each and every time you go to the pump. So make sure you are checking that out. We love Thornton's. We love the Thornton's text line. Roush, I love when UK basketball beats U of L. I love it a lot. Oh, I'm, I'm a big fan of watching them beat it down, uh, beat them down into the ground. Like we said at the top, I was a big fan of those uniforms. Uh, was a big fan of uh, Jay Wright on the call. I thought he, I just, you know, he's got, he's got that uh, great, great voice for for basketball. Loved loved his energy he had while calling the game. I, I went back and watched almost all of it on Sunday. Didn't catch like the last probably two media timeouts. But um, the the biggest thing, and I think it's everybody's biggest thing, like Jacob Toppin. That's holy moly. We I, the aggressiveness. The intensity, I, I'm, I'm just, DJ, I'm just hoping that it wasn't because he was going up against a bunch of frauds in UofL, like that, that we can get this aggressiveness when he's going up against uh, physical players in the SEC, because man, I, I've, I've loved the way he played. He was everything Kentucky needed in the middle of that UofL zone defense. He was crashing the glass. That was, that was so much fun to see. That's what we thought we were going to get from Jacob Toppin all year long. There is not stopping a hopping Jacob topping. Uh, no, that was that was great. My U of L friends, as expected, in the oh, group yeah. message, Jacob topping. He hasn't done anything all year. Of course, it's always in it's, this rivalry game. Dominic Hawkins. Oh, I, I had the perfect response back to Roush. I said, "Well, Jacob topping 
pretty much all season has played pretty well against bad teams. And they were like, <laughs> oh, why I oughta, you little stinker. And but he was averaging like uh, maybe 11 points and six rebounds a game or something like that. But so. isn't that true? That like the, the issue yeah. for Toppin has not been against bad teams. Uh, it's against, it's good, against teams good teams that yeah. you need him he, to He kind of just up. is asleep for the first half. I love it. I loved it because obviously, you know, he and he he discussed after the game that the season has gotten to him and he I don't know if he used the word depression, but like he was in a kind of not in a great mental space. And that's understandable for athletes, especially when you're slumping a little bit. And he went out there and just kind of took matters into his own hands. The only way we're going to get I'm going to get out of this is by by shooting, by scoring, by making smart plays, by finishing plays, by doing things that I think he knew he could do just over the course of the last couple of weeks had just not really seen it happen, not successfully at least. I was really happy to see him have a big game. He talked about in the offseason how it was the game he was looking forward to the most, and what does he go out there and, and, and do? He probably was the MVP if Oscar is just not such a stat freak each and every mm-hmm. freaking game that he plays. But I was really – that was cool to see. Um, and hopefully this is going to be something that propels him to more aggressive play moving forward. Because UK can only go so far as a team with such limited play from the four position was really. And I, I don't still, when recapping the game overall, we kind of dove right into being proud of Toppin and rightfully so. I don't think Kentucky still played particularly great. If we're looking for like a breakthrough performance from UK where everything clicks, that was not it. I can tell you that much. Uh, the yeah, fact they still even, had those those like four or five minutes where it just like. Yep. It was bad. Waste offensive possessions and you just don't do anything. Yeah. And the fact that it was like a single digit game, a 10 point game in the second half, UK never sweated it out. The the game was never really in doubt. And I don't think any U of L fan would try to argue anything otherwise. But that wasn't the game that we were hoping for from UK. That was not a complete game. That was like an okay game against a bad team. And it looked like that. U of L, not a great team. So you're still waiting for the breakout performance. But Roush, at least they took care of the things they could control for the most part. The fight was good. Again, Jacob Toppin decided to be aggressive. Uh, I thought I thought the whole team kind of had a different mentality in terms of aggressive play. Unfortunately, they still kind of get in their own way from time to time, and they do have those offensive stretches, and they still sometimes miss shots. I, I was bummed that they didn't have anybody that could really lock down L. Ellis. He was. We had a really tough time staying in front of him. UK did. And he was uh, L's really only creator and really facilitator, scorer, anything, you name it. And Kentucky still didn't really have an answer for him. in the one-on-one, whenever he'd come bring a screen, we played against him much better. He'd call for a pick. Uh, you'd slow him down. But he was able to get around Wheeler. He was able to get around Wallace. He was able to get around everybody. So all in all, I'd probably give it a B-minus performance for UK. But I'm still, anytime you beat your rival by 23 points, yeah, uh, it's fun. You be your rival anytime. It's fun. So I didn't let that. I, I was happy when the clock hit zero in that basketball game, even with UK still. You were just begging for them to have their breakout game. It didn't happen Saturday, but it still was a 20, what they won by eight possessions against UofL. That's pretty good. Yeah. And it also was the, like, it, it felt like this team needed uh, a good, warm embrace from the fan base in person because it is different being online versus uh, the fans that show up to the games that are there to support you. And 
they hadn't had a big game atmosphere at Rupp Arena yet this year. And that was, that was the first one, and it's New Year's Eve. So to, to have that, and they, they, they came out really hot. They were making their shots early on, and you, you still had those walls. So there's still plenty of room to improve. But just to have that sort of um, attaboy, that kind of slap on the back, like I, I think they needed that after just getting beaten down at Missouri and re- really seeming like in every sort of big game, atmosphere they've just kind of been rolled over and that that mentally takes a toll on you so you got LSU tomorrow at home that's another I mean LSU is not a great basketball team um I think they they beat Arkansas at home you know it's a little bit different when you're playing at home and conference play but like a, a just fine enough team where if you go out there and execute some tomorrow night you get the fans to love you up a little bit more like i i think you can start to build some positive momentum moving in the right direction um as we we head into january this team obviously has its limitations but i at least think you can you can start kind of getting going in the right direction agreed and if i'm cal i i love this lsu game or, or maybe you hate it depending on where his mindset's at like LSU is a good enough team that they can certainly beat UK. I promise you, uh, if Kentucky were to play it's a, a bad game, they could lose to LSU. But it's not really an overly sexy opponent. I think it's an eight o'clock tip off, which is kind of weird. Which is so weird, yeah. Tomorrow it night, not, cra- not crazy about it, but I guess it could theoretically be worse, aka nine o'clock or good KRC memory when. Uh, UK played out in Vegas at like one a.m. and we did the show the next morning, and uh, that sucked. Yeah, that, then they, then they, that just and they they stunk in that game, and the show the next morning stunk, and everything stunk, and uh, probably not one of our finest KRC memories in the last five years. But eight o'clock, not the end of the world. We'll we'll be all right. But LSU is not like a sexy big name. They don't carry a ranking next to them. Although, has the new rankings come out? Uh, they will at noon today. So they may be ranked in the in the next crop of rankings potentially, but it's not like a huge sexy name. But it is a good basketball team that plays really hard, and they are disciplined. And at times, I've watched I don't know three LSU games, maybe four bits and pieces of some. Uh, they play together; they're pretty cohesive. I would say that maybe they play a little bit together as a team better than than UK does, although UK has significantly more talent than LSU. So it's one of those games where UK, if you're not ready if you let your guard down probably going to be a lot closer than it should be and maybe you're even sweating it out in the final five minutes of the game or you come with the right attitude you come motivated you go out and you play aggressive like you did against U of L to start and you should be able to probably win comfortably uh maybe like a you know a buffer game Roush an eight ten point buffer game that we have trademarked here on Kentucky mm-hmm. World Cup. Uh, but it's it's one that I think if you're Calipari, hey guys, are you all serious about kind of turning the corner and getting this thing going, or you all going to keep doing the same crap that's that's kind of cost you up to this point? Um, on the flip side, Cal may say we just need a big time opponent, just so I know that they're going to be motivated. I know that they're going to be hungry. Uh, you're not going to be worried about them coming out in that road game against Alabama that's looming later this weekend, but. This LSU game at home? I don't know. It, it'll be up to the players to determine if they're ready for it or not. And they should be. Uh, for all the reasons you just mentioned, Roush, that uh, you, you need to kind of get going. It, this, it's January now. It's, uh, it's, it's conference play. Every team you're going to play is going to have some, some good talent. Um, 
and the SEC is the most loaded it's been in a really long time. So you're now getting into the thick of it. Back when it was December and UK was kind of playing poorly or this would happen or late November, you could excuse it as they'll get better, they'll get better. Well, now it's it's go time. It's time to start to prove you're getting better. So I'm really excited for the game tomorrow. I was happy with the win on Saturday, although I'm still just waiting for that like jaw-dropping breakout performance. Hasn't happened yet. Hey, but we don't have to worry about UK peaking too early like we did last year. No, that's that's for sure. Um, and if anything, if anybody knows anything about peaking, it's Scooter Dingus. Mm-hmm. Scooch, what was your setup on Saturday for the games? Did you get to watch any of them? Um, so I was actually at work. Um, I had to go in and inspect some rooms that wasn't able to be inspected the last couple days. So I had a board of like 22 rooms to inspect. I got to I got there about 10, and I inspected rooms until noon, and then. At that point, it took me probably 10, 15 minutes to inspect every room because I was sitting down on the couch in the room watching the game, basketball game. You were just making sure the TVs worked Correct. and that they had yeah. ABC and CBS. Yeah. I, I, what, what it really was is I had to work on Saturday, which I never work on Saturdays, so I was going to get paid to sit there and watch that game whether they liked it or not. <laughs> and they still make you go over the bed sheets with the black light? No. Absolutely what? not. You don't no. have to do that anymore? No. Nope. Oh, I thought that was like your main job. You were the blacklight guy. Nope. Nope. This isn't uh, MTV Cribs. Uh, it's not uh, Cribs. Room, Raiders. room Raiders. Oh, Room Raiders. Daggone it. Room Raiders. Swinging a miss. Show. Yeah, that was, gosh, Room Raiders. What, what a hilarious, what a hilarious <laughs> show. They need to bring that back. I'd be a wow. Cool this 21-year-old boy that lives at home. Let's turn on the blacklight and see what we find. Ew. <laughs> gross. Good stuff. Text on into the Thornton's text slot. Oh, uh, speaking of LSU and black lights, Roush, have you, are you up to date with the LSU sex party? Uh, I just learned about it. Yeah. That's uh, apparently what got Kayshawn. That, that's the, the internet rumor that going around right now is that Kayshawn Butte and a wide receivers coach, a female on campus recruiting coordinator. And uh, I mean, a, a few different folks, we're at a sex party in Atlanta for the SEC championship game. And that's uh, why Boutte had to leave. Allegedly. Uh, this is all alleged internet rumors. It is, but you're probably going to hear more people talk about the sex parties. Uh, oh, would would be a real shame if it was a distraction from the bowl game today and Purdue won. I got, I got one, more t- uh, one more game to cheer for the Boilers. So, here we go. I just Any basketball players involved? Do we need to... Anybody in Lexington worried that there could be some sex parties from the basketball team? Something they may have to worry about. Uh, good thing LSU doesn't play at U of L because you get those two schools together. Man, yeah, that's true. Whew. Some would say the horniest colleges in all of America. Now, uh, you know, you'll, you're, you will hear Bobby Petrino's at either one of them. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, no, that you'll you'll hear more about that. Who knows if there's any truth to it or not? I don't know if LSU could even come out and be like, "Yeah, it is true. <laughs> We're having some sex parties." But uh, how about those college football playoff games, Roush? Gosh, I was just that. That was one thing that was a real bummer because I was I was wiped out. And I was also like, I'm, we, we had this conversation off the break. I'm doing the on again, off again, sickness thing where I was feeling better. And then you go to Broadway for a few days and you feel worse. And, uh, 
So like I, I took some medicine and was like fading in and out. We had, well, we had to listen to the Michigan game the whole way home, which it was very funny having the Michigan broadcast on because they're the like the biggest losers in the world. Um, so that was that was so funny. Like anytime TCU did anything good, it was just like, and he's going to go seventy yards for a touchdown. Uh, like Tom, Tom Leach at least like gives you like a little bit of uh, both sides. At, 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 I should say, but that was, that was exciting to listen to. That kept us occupied on the drive home. And then the Ohio state game, I was just doped up and was trying so hard to stay awake. And I was, I was fading in and out. And then the fact when that dude fell down for the 76 yard touchdown for Georgia, my, uh, like the whole game, Brooks just like, I've got a bad feeling about this. I've got a bad feeling about this. And then when that happened, she's like, of course it did. Of course it did. Oh, yeah, I kind of forgot she's an Ohio State fan. Right, I know. So it's totally different. Uh, that was brutal. I mean, just beating Georgia so hard as it is, and Ohio State goes out there and plays more than well enough was to amazing. win. Yeah. Looks like the better team, really, for the duration of the game. And uh, they'll be sitting at home watching the national championship game between Georgia and TCU. Who would have thought Horn Frogs would be in this spot? We all pretty much figured Georgia probably would be. Uh, TCU, uh, not, not, not so much. But – We'll come back. We'll talk about that. we got to end hour number one. Five years of Kentucky Roll Call. We're going to do at least another hour when we return, or probably a few more shows after that. This is KRC. I'm Big X. Thank you for watching. Justin Caleb. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Radio. Roll Call. 14.50 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Here on the Big X, we go 7 to 9 Monday through Friday, replay of the show 9 to 11. And, of course, you can find Kentucky Roll Call wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for the name of the show, and we appreciate you listening. Even though we've been on air five years, there's still a portion of uh, UK fans across the state that may, or across the, the, the world, that may not know about us. So if you've got anybody that you think are looking for good UK sports content, Make sure you you point them in our direction. Fun first hour, recapping a busy sports weekend. Uh, We had fun talking about the basketball game, the football, not as much. But I still think an overall optimistic outlook with with the football program and the direction things are going. And as Roush mentioned, uh, won't have to wait too much longer for the Liam Cohen news, which will be fun. And and, uh, maybe a commitment coming later this week. Yeah, that'd be be real nice, car. Real, real nice, car. How do yeah, we so, how do we talk so, about the football game and not talk about that over under? Incredible. What do you mean? Maybe so it was that uh, low. Yeah, no, I know. I was saying all week it was going to go under, no doubt. But then I checked my phone at halftime, and it was I saw twenty one nothing, and I was like, oh well, there goes that because I bet pretty heavily on it. And then they didn't score in the second half. That that was just incredible. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was. I thought the over under was definitely in jeopardy yeah, when for sure. it was uh, 
just based on like, okay, now UK's down. What if the defense just kind of gives up and then Iowa scores a few other ones? Or what if Iowa's defense gives up and UK finds a way to score? They didn't, so it ended up not mattering. The uh, the live total when it was kind of uh, – when it reached a stalemate early on before you had the – Sam Laporte, a big play, touchdown, followed by pick six. It, it got down to 26 and a half live. Which is crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, not not a, not not the UK's best offensive performance. But hopefully those head-scratching, frustrating offensive games are majorly a thing in the past, and we don't have to have them happen as often as they did this past season. Because that was a really disappointing offensive season for UK. Thought we had moved past that, but uh, I didn't have a buddy who was like, are we sure that what if Liam Cohen just had like a fluke year and he's not great? And what I said was, maybe, who knows? I guess we'll time, time will tell, but in the history of Stoops' offenses at UK, they've almost exclusively been not great. And one season, there was an exception, and it was when Cohen was calling the shots. And they were like, well, what if it was just because Wandale Robinson was so great? He was great. He uh, he is amazing. He was a really, really fun football player for the Cats. But that was pretty much all they had in the passing game, and they still were able to be versatile and two-dimensional. They were able to run the ball and throw it, even if it was just Wandell. And it wasn't really just Wandell, but he was obviously the main focal point. So the point being, you could even make a case that that's more impressive what UK's offense was able to do under Cohen because you really only had one threat that defensive secondaries were really keen for the most part. So uh, now you've got a key, a dang key, and you've got a Baron Brown and Robinson's going to be back in the fold, and so you're going to even have more weapons than when Cohen left, and debatably a better college passer. I, you know, NFL teams love Levis a lot, but his first year at UK wasn't really sure what you're going to be expecting out of him, and, and Cohen did a lot of good things with him. So uh, I'm pumped, Roush. Yeah, there, there's a lot of be- reasons to be optimistic about next year. Um, we've got plenty of time to – Break it all down. What's also nice, too, is you do get a little bit of runway at the beginning of the season to, to break in all these new pieces to the puzzle. And also, they aren't – like, I know Liam Cohen will be ri- arriving a little bit later than expected, but it's not like last year we had Rich showing up and they had to push back the start of spring practice because it was so late in the year when you had all these changes. So um, th- there are reasons to be more optimistic and excited. And – as we've seen, too, it feels like Stoops typically, like, he's kind of at his best when he, I don't want to say his back's against the wall, but, you know, he's got a little bit of something to to prove now instead of just a bunch of high expectations coming off a big year. Yeah, um, and the schedule probably not easier. Maybe, definitely, I would make the case that it's it's tougher, but it's still really interesting how it all opens up and plays out and should be able to get the fan base pretty excited in the first month of the season heading into the second month. And that's always good. You want to keep the fan base involved. You want to make sure Kroger field keeps selling out and having great crowds like it did the majority of this past season, even if it was slightly an underwhelming year. So things still looking up for, for the football program and uh, future incredibly bright on that sport. And then in basketball, you got to win over your rival 
are people thinking national championship and final four for this UK team? Probably not, not yet, but we'll see. There's reason to be optimistic on the basketball side of things. Uh, Cal said, I think he said this before the game against Louisville, you know, just we got to figure this stuff out, the same kind of cliche Cal things. But he did mention, and we've got Oscar, and that's something other teams don't have, and that's going to give us mm-hmm. a chance in a lot of games. And Good that's true. An Oscar. And, and you got to hope that the other pieces kind of click. We know Cason Wallace can can do a lot of really, really great things. The other players just need to step up a little bit. Uh, what are, what's going on with old Antonio Reeves? I was surprised to not see him really get as a ton of minutes on, or at least in C. I, I guess I need to pull up exactly how much he actually did play. Yeah, but, he didn't come into the game until... Yeah, I wonder, wonder what's up with that. Pretty late, and he finished with only 16 minutes. So, I don't know. You would, I mean, he had the most minutes off the bench, but still, I, it was just a little unusual how Cal was just like, all right, I'm going to play these five, I'm going to roll with them, and then that's kind of it. Because, he, I mean, he didn't sub anybody out, right, until like late in the first half. Yeah, so I guess he's probably just telling us, like, hey, here's what our rotation's going to look like. Reeves, you're you're right there on the edge. You're, you're going to probably be one of the first guys off the bench. But I think Cal was making a message of, if you're going to fight and play hard, you are staying on the court. Yeah, that that's my kind of read. But it was a little unusual. Um, either way, like, I mean, he still didn't hit a three. And it's like, come on, Antonio, come on. Yeah, and and that's the thing is if Cal's going to play his like fighting lineup and to some degree, I'm cool with that just because you don't want to get punked by teams, especially not a team like U of L. That's fine, but you are going to give up some shooting. You're going to give up some offensive ability to spread the floor, especially if CJ's out and he was on Saturday with what a dislocated finger. Uh, Yeah, yeah. And um Jack has been told it'll be about it'll be a few weeks he'll be out. Yeah, so shooting you're gonna kind of put a premium on you would think people like Reeves, but in the first game with CJ not playing, Reeves uh, didn't get a ton, and maybe Cal sent a little bit of a message to him saying, "Hey, these other guys are fighting. I need your energy to match and and all that sort of stuff." But that's gonna be something to monitor tomorrow night and moving forward. LSU really, we'll talk more about it tomorrow, but LSU really going to try to muddy up that game. And everything's going to be packed inside, Roush, and I'm sure there's going to be probably some stretches for UK's offense where it does not look pretty. So that's got to hit your open shots. That's the only way. That's, mm-hmm. that's the recipe for success against something like that. You're going to get some outside open looks. Chris Livingston, Jacob Toppin, obviously Reeves, Wallace, Wheeler. Make them. You, you got to make them. Text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. We were heading, ready to head over to the text line? Yeah. Let's, right. uh, let's get to it. Although, I, since I, I did uh, sleep in on whatever yeah, that Yeah, it was a low-grade move, buddy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a low-grade move. I'll admit it. We didn't get predictions from Roush on the bowl game or the UK UL basketball game. That means you lose two points for basketball because you didn't pick the winner. And you didn't pick the right MVP. New rule. Well, you don't get negative for not picking. I know, but if you don't make a pick, you get negative too. Sorry, pal. Is that that HR rules? (laughs) We'll just keep you did not participate. Oh, he Uh, should get minus one for not picking the right team at least. 
Come yeah, on. He's already, he's already in the hole, Scooch. Like I know, he but he, he's, he stomped us in college football picks two years yeah. in a row. That's the least we can do is knock him down a pick. Just more fake news from Scooch here yeah. discrediting me. Oh, First I, off, I guess he did win. He did came back last year. Okay, was, I forgot. Sorry, I forgot. But he was whooping us all year. And I near I had him. I nearly had him. We went into the last week and he he made good picks that I'm just I'm sick of it coming from you, Scoots. All right. I worked my butt <laughs> off just for me to get discredited to roush or scoots on this radio show. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, So are you gentlemen getting paid by the show, by the hour, by the salary? Uh, how are you getting paid? Just was curious since Roush decided to not show on Friday. Oh yeah, Roush is gonna see a big hit in his paycheck for missing that. Huge one. hit in the paycheck. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, we get paid monthly, I think. Oh, well, you do. <laughs> Texter says, as bad as the team in the Bahamas were, look at the clips of Top and playing aggressively, catching and shooting, pulling up. That doesn't completely go away when the competition level rises. And the worst Bahamas take is Cal wasn't on the sideline, says the Texter. Uh, that is a terrible take. I always crack up when people say that. Yeah. And secondly, yeah, no, no. You, you look more like Bahamas topping on Saturday, but the Texer's right. That clip was going around of just kind of him catching and shooting, looking comfortable, not afraid of misses, and, and going into contact even in some situations. You saw more of that Saturday. So I wonder if that clip got back to topping as well as being like, hey, what happened? Things have changed. You need more Bahamas topping than, than what we had seen in November and December. Bahamas topping. It's got a nice little ring to it. What was the Bahamas Breeze? Did you ever go there, Roush? I never went to Bahama Breeze, no. Uh, But I know some people that really enjoyed that place. I think we went once, and it was very average food for the atmosphere. Yeah, but cool atmosphere, though. It was pretty electric. You really felt like uh, you were in the Bahamas, although you were in Louisville, Kentucky, in between two malls. But hey, basically fellas. the Bahamas. Exactly. The Bahamas, the northern Bahamas. A texter says, hey, fellas, Brad from Bellbrook here. Long one coming, so I apologize. I know that Destin Wade threw two interceptions, and they were ugly interceptions at that. But I think he showed some solid promise today. He's a true freshman, and his first start was against the best defense in college football. But he still made it through his progressions and maneuvered the pocket well. I think the pigs got his head a little bit in the second half, and he started to try to aim rather than just sling it which is to be expected from such an inexperienced player. He'll have a full year in Cohen's tutelage and will get to learn from the best decision makers in college football behind Leary. I think he could have a bright future in this offense with the right coaching. Also, Happy New Year's, boys. I don't have any fellow Kentucky fan friends in Ohio, or Ohio problems, he says, and my family only cares about basketball. So it's been really nice to be able to talk with you all about football this year yeah that's what we're here for bad brad from bellbrook we're uh, always appreciative that you're listening and texting into the show and i pretty much agree wholeheartedly with all that despite wade throwing two pick sixes which obviously ended the game for uk all things considered i did think you saw some pieces of like hey this kid could be this kid could be okay obviously you'd need to see more somewhere along the lines but if they decide that's UK's backup and that's what they think is the best solution, I could I could buy into that kid being a good quarterback in time, Roush. I, I don't think I, he's disqualified from what you saw. If anything, I agree with Brad that you actually saw a few nice things. Just that one pick six was inexcusable. You can't make that throw. And then you were you were right about the other one. It just was oversailed, which you don't want that, obviously. 
uh, you can't really make that throw in that spot with the safety just hanging back there, daring you to make it. It shouldn't have been a pick six, though. He should have been tackled before that. But the second pick six was really, really bad. That shouldn't have happened. Yeah, I'm still not – like, I don't – I, I, I'm not willing to say one way or another if they like, do, is the backup quarterback situation good enough going into next year. I don't I don't have an answer to that right now. I, I really I don't know. I, I if they decide that it's Wade, I can buy into that. Could it end up being wrong? Could he end up you know if Leary gets hurt and he's had two years where he's gotten injured? If he ends up getting hurt and Wade goes in there and he stinks and people say, well, I mean, he threw two pick sixes in the bowl game. What were we thinking? I could end up looking like a doofus. But I agree with Brad. I think you saw some nice pieces from a guy making his first college start against one of the best defenses in college football. It's a, that was, was also a tough spot for him. We saw him do like a true RPO a couple times, and Weary did that at NC State. I think Cohen's going to do that with him as well. So, like, I, I could see the offense – meshing to the style of weird like I, 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 I could I could see it working I could see a path of it working um but you know I, I don't know if they still want a Sawyer Smith for a year or something too like I, I I'm I'm no idea um like I, I'm guessing cash here stick around but yeah I'm, I'm not. I think I'm. I'm good enough with him, kind of sticking with this. But I'm not. I. I yeah. I, I don't have all the answers right away. Um, yeah. So that, that, that'll certainly be something that we're going to be paying close attention to in spring ball. And going back to Brad's point again on some of those deep throws, which I thought looked okay, they were just overthrown a little bit. That's usually a sign of a slightly scared quarterback. Hey, if I overthrow it, it's not getting picked. It's just gonna. It's gonna be an incompletion. If I underthrow it, those are the ones that get a little bit dicier. Uh, but they, you know, they, they were all right throws. They were just a little bit long. And yeah. uh, he can work on that and he get better. I, I guess my overall stance is I don't think we really saw one way or another. Could Wade be the quarterback of the future or a solid backup for UK football? I could buy it. Uh, yes. But also, if they decide to go into a different direction, I also don't think anybody would argue too much about that either that's a good way to put it um and those deep balls too like a lot of that is it's hard to overthrow barry on brown right it's good to know that he at least has the arm to to get it there agreed um the one the first deep shot uh if he i would have liked to have seen him throw it like because he he went long instead of towards the side like if he throws it towards the hash Kind of like the Lynn Bowden touchdown at Florida in 2018. Like if you just kind of let him run underneath it instead of going vertical, there's just a higher percentage chance that's a catch. Which, by the way, makes me bring this up. We had a no cheering in the press box situation on that play, and then moving forward, it was there was it was a very awkward situation in the press box on Saturday. Do tell. So there was um a Colonel kid that I hadn't really seen before sitting next to an older gentleman who I haven't really seen before. So I w- wasn't sure if they were Kentucky media, if they were Tennessee local media, but they were certainly like, it had to be somebody who hasn't been in a press box much before, because like I have my moments where it's like you react audibly to things in the press box. But that first play, he goes deep and all of a sudden you hear, Oh, he's got Barry on Brown deep. Oh, pass interference. Come on, throw the flag. Like, what? Oh. 
Yeah, it was. It was. So they uh, have to like I, make an announcement. Oh yeah, and like the Iowa people, like because I was kind of on the bridge between Iowa and Kentucky media, and there was a lot of like, "You got to be kidding me!" Like, come on, you know, like they were very, very upset. And even when it wasn't as bad throughout the game, it was still kind of like, man, I've had some of mine moments, but like just reading the room, there was there, that was not happening. That was not happening on Saturday. See, on the one hand, like you, you cannot, like just you, you cannot be that person that's cheering in the press box. Now, that being said, I do think some people overreact to it so embarrassingly. Like, I right, get over it. Somebody yes. cheered. Like, make the announcement, remind them not to do it. But you act like some people have, or like, had their face spit in. Like, oh, yeah. That's how yeah. offended they get because they're somebody had the audacity to clap in the press box. Um, just some of the, some of the journalists just take, that. yeah, some of it is a little too much. But then the, the big part was, is like afterwards, everybody's trying to get out of there and they were still like chit chatting and talking. And somebody asked them to be, hey, can you, keep it down. We're trying to work over here and get out of here. And they kind of were like, can you believe this? And it's like, yeah, well, some like we're, we're trying to get out of here, trying to work. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It was sounds like drama, drama, lots of drama, lots of drama. You gotta love it. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, is Jay Wright a closet card fan? Well, he's going to be Uval's next head coach. Apparently you could tell that like whatever the conversations that the, like the pre meetings, that they had with U of L that he had, he was really taking those Kenny Payne coaching points and wanting to see the Louisville guys execute them. And they just couldn't. Well, him and Josh heard U of L's athletic director are boys. boys. Yeah. yeah. They're really good friends. So I don't doubt that like, you know, he talked with Josh about some of the problems with the basketball team and probably just had a better insight into like what U of L's got going on with their program than UK. But I did like him calling the game. Uh, and hope to hear more of him on CBS. Yeah, he was he was he was very good, and I I hadn't recognized the main guy because like typically you get uh, like Nestler with Raft, um, but I guess they had the Sun Ball the day before. It, but I thought he was good too. Like in general, it was a it was a pretty good broadcast. It's like good good seeing it. It just, it just felt like a big game, even though Louisville stinks. Yeah, I, I agree with that. A texter says, Salt Lake City Brian here. Oscars post game nailed it. I'm glad you're bringing this up, Salt Lake Brian. Cal doesn't know how to motivate Gen Zers. He's now going Mr. Positivity versus yelling. So, Ralph, did you see that quote from Oscar? Um, I, I No, not Oscar's actual post game quote, other than I did see where Cal said something along the lines of like, I've got to find different ways to reach these guys. But uh, what what was Oscar's actual quote? Uh, here, I'm going to send it over to Scooch just so we can. Oh, we can play it. That you know what? That's good radio. That is. And good radio. after five years, we finally figured out the secret to success. It took us some time, but we got here uh, in in due time. All right, do you have it, Scoots? I do have it. Yep. Let me play it right now. Well, let me turn it up. It has good. Um, I tell them, Coach, you guys, you gotta help these kids because uh, they need somebody who can just tell them something good sometimes whenever they are they are in a difficulty. But if you wanna be so hard on them, 
Sometimes you are really messed up there, man. You are making worse. And coach came out. Now it's the motivating the boys. I mean, you good, man. Come and see me. Do this, do this. And kids now they start stepping up because they hear more positive stuff. Man, it's such a gym. <laughs> such a gym. So there's there's a couple different takeaways here, and uh, I appreciate you bringing it up, Brian. On the one hand, there could be some truth to it that like, hey, Cal, the coaching that you were brought into, sometimes that just doesn't fly with everybody. Like the you know the yelling, the sometimes in practice shaming. That there's just some players that just have never really been able to handle that. And you could, I bet there's maybe some older folks listening and saying, oh, this generation, they can't handle any criticism. And there could be a little bit more truth to some of that. Uh, but Oscar, if, I, I feel like if you hate Cal, and I know there's some UK fans out there that do, uh, I like to argue with those people on message boards and call them losers from time to time. But you could say, why would it take Oscar to tell Cal this? Why couldn't Cal figure this out himself, that his players needed more positive reinforcement and being built up and being loved on more? Why would it take a 22-year-old to have to figure this out for him? I, you know, I don't really care who figures it out, who doesn't figure it out, uh, but it is an interesting theory. And I would think you would also need to hear it from somebody who is that age. like. Hey. Like, hey, with this group, you know, I'm hanging out with them when you're not. You're coaching us. You're on the planes with us. You're in the locker room with us. But then you go home, and we all hang out together. And, and, and maybe it is something similar to that. And that's what a leader should do is say, like, hey, in some instances, this can work with this group, with these guys. It's not the way to go about it. So if this is what Cal's trying and this is what this team needed, then great on Oscar for putting the pieces together and Cal and telling Calipari this is a better way to go. But Roush, that's been one thing that Cal has done at Kentucky almost every year. He'll pick a player. He's incredibly tough on that player throughout the entire season. And then usually, more times than not, it will click for that player and you could go back and be like, oh, that tough love, that's what turned it around. That's what motivated him. That's what got everything going. Uh, with this group, maybe you just got to be – kinder and nicer and a little bit more loving like oscar says yeah hopefully it works uh, maybe that's that, all yeah. jacob Toppin needed that's, that's seriously as long as uk starts playing better i don't care be nice give them cards every day love on them all you need just win just win uh, and keep winning a texture says tcu been making me money all year i haven't bet against them in the big 12 championship game but i bet heavy on them to beat michigan tonight and oh, what a wonderful end of the year. Suck it, Michigan fan losers. Man, that's got to be such a great feeling. Because I feel like I, I, I've i just stayed away because they scare me so much. And I, I <laughs> that that's how I've approached them. It's good, though, when you get a team like that that just bankrolls you through the, the whole year. That's, that's awesome. Great win by TCU. Um, did not think that they could match the physicality. Um, and they did. They did. That was a hell of a football game. They really put it on him. Got Michigan on their heels early and kind of forced them out of their game. But it was just – it was so bonkers. They had that graphic where two of the highest scoring quarters in college football playoff history were that day. It was I think it was the third quarter of that game and then the second quarter of Georgia and Ohio State. And then I think it was 38 points and 40 points combined. Woo! 
Man, and somebody else made a really good point. I think it was Chris Vanini, uh, who he does like the small schools for the athletic. He's like, it's actually perfectly timed. Like we needed to have some bad playoff games early. Like if we were getting playoff games like this, they never would have expanded the playoff. But the fact that we got some blowouts early on and that a group of five did it, like if TCU would have done this in year two, then they would have been totally validated and saying like, see what the big 12s involved. They're getting the national title game. It isn't just the same old, same old every year. So it's actually refreshing the timing of this, that it's happening now because like now there does feel like there's a path to more chaos. If you're seeing it at the four team, when you get to 12 here in a couple of years, it's going to be even more, uh, more chaotic. I see what you did there with the totally when talking about TCU. You get it. Well, good one. That's why you're. Right. That's why you're in the business. One of the best in the business. I. Well, we need. I want to maybe talk a little bit more football, but we need to get to the Thornton's text line as well, and we also need to take a break. But yeah, I, I am pumped that they are expanding the playoffs. More of that. What we had yesterday or on Saturday? Hell yeah! Give give me more of it. Uh, but what we, I know some people disagree with that, but I just couldn't disagree more with them. We'll be back. One final segment. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Rush, Justin Kalen. This will be our year. Took a long time to come. And I won't forget the way you helped me up when I was done. And I won't forget the way you said, Dad, I love you. You gave me faith to go. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Goodbye, sleepy teenager. It's been nice. Hope you found your everything. That was a text on the Thornton's text line, not Roush just improvising. <laughs> but he did a great job singing it. Drops. This one was great. One just tiny, tiny little issue with it. And welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Is Roush, you know the person who created that rejoin, not a fan of The Office? Yeah, that is true. Um, and I, I only know Goodbye Toby, not Goodbye Stranger. So that would be the only little change, Scoots, is I would have done the Michael Scott Goodbye Toby version of that song. After the rejoin. No. Mm-hmm. All right. Yes. Maybe I'll remake it then. If y'all don't like it, I'll just remake it. No, no, no. We like it. We oh, like no. it. But uh, like, it doesn't sound I, like I, you I, like it. I had, a, I had a feeling you not being a fan of The Office that you wouldn't have done that because how would you have even known about it? That's true. So uh, great stuff all around, though. Uh, enjoying the new stuff. New year, new you, and the Thornton sex line remains the same, though, 502-414-1450, and what better way to start the new year with some Salsaritas? Oh, Salsaritas. It's simply the best, the freshest Mexican cantina you'll find this side of the Mississippi. So good, so fresh, so clean, and I know everybody's trying to, you just had a month of eating not very well. Well, here's how you get back on the right path because they've got uh, protein you need. You can go low carb. You don't need all the tortillas and everything. Do the taco salad. It's a great way to go. Uh, and get your veggies. 
Uh, you're, you, I, I like doing the peppers and onions. Like that's like three food groups you're checking off in one meal. Stop by Salsaritas a day. They got two locations, one in Middletown, one in St. Matthews. And you know what? Or just maybe spend an extra day of pigging out and get a big old tub of queso for these football games. Why not? Sounds good to me. Did we miss anything else uh, just over the weekend that we should bring up before we keep out the text line? Um, I think really the the only other, like just the playoff games, were that, that was amazing. It's a lot of fun. And it uh, turns out Alabama's good. It was like a moment there where it was 10 nothing, and everybody's like, oh, oh my goodness. I'm I'm hesitant yeah. to say it, but amazed that we've went an hour forty three minutes and we haven't heard about Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a good honestly, point. Honestly, if the game probably would have been closer, maybe I would have <laughs> I would have led the show with it out of like, but you know that bad boy was wrapped up before halftime. Oh yeah, that was that was awesome. That, Are we like, both going to be cheering for playoff teams? I think so. Yeah. So what, are the, what has to happen with the Steelers? Green Bay, it's simple. You beat the Lions, they're in. Uh, the There's Bills, no ifs, ands, or buts, or coconuts about it. Bills have to win, and then we need something improbable. I think maybe the Jets have to beat New England or some, something similar. I don't, I don't know who the Jets play, but the Jets have to win, which, not great. Oh, All right, so yeah. we're not any more clear on the Steelers' playoff scenarios. But the Bengals definitely need to lose tonight, though, right? I don't think that affects the Steelers at all. It doesn't. No. Okay. I I admittedly did not uh, check out the scenarios last night. So, um, but uh, it is a good day of football though because we get Rose Bowl with Utah and uh, blah, 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 Penn State. Which uh, let's go Utes, and then that leads right into Monday Night Football: Bills, Bengals. Which like that game should be awesome. Joe Burrow versus Josh Allen. Yeah, that I'm I'm pumped. I'm pumped for that. Uh, let's see here. About the the Steelers, the Steelers defeated the Ravens, which means okay. I don't know, can't find it. Not not something super easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely a long shot, but hey, there's a will, there's a way, and it it does just feel good to beat the Ravens, though. Pickle suck it to Lamar, even though he wasn't playing. There it goes. Texter just Texter right, so just texted it in. Jets beat the Dolphins. And Dolphin and Bills beat the Patriots is what needs to happen. That's not that's not asking a ton. I, I mean, mean the Dolphins are sliding. Uh, two is not playing. So you need the, the Dolphins and the Patriots to lose. Correct. Yes. Could see that yeah. happening. Yeah. It's very doable. Could see that happening. Uh yeah, Green Bay. Don't let don't let the pack attack get hot. The game against the Lions, though, will be tough, although I did not realize this until tweeters had brought it up to me. But if the Seahawks win, the Lions are just eliminated. They, they have no chance. Even if they beat the Packers, the Seahawks would get in over them. And then if they lost to Green Bay, obviously they wouldn't get in. Uh, so there's a little part of me that hopes that like the Seahawks play at a certain time and they win. And oh yeah, so they like, can find out. No, yeah, the I doubt they would do that though. They'd probably play them at the same time if there's implications. But I don't know if the like I don't know if the NFL has a trend of doing that. I I don't doubt that they haven't done it in the past. They've probably done everything when you've been a, a, in a league as long as the NFL has been around. You've probably had it every which way. But like even if they put the Green Bay Lions game on Sunday night, which I don't want it to be on Sunday night, and I feel better about it maybe not being on Sunday night because I thought it was a guarantee back when I thought it was just the winner of that game was in the playoffs. Like if the Lions win, they're in. If the Packers win, they're in. 
And that still could be the case, but that would only happen if the Seahawks lose to the Rams, which also could happen. That's not out of the realm of possibility. So if I was the NFL, what I would be thinking is that, like, you could put Packers-Lions Sunday night and then have the Seahawks at 425. And then if the Seahawks win, yeah, that sucks for the Lions, but, hey, there's still drama. Green Bay has to win to get in. So there's something to keep an eye on. And then if the Seahawks were to lose, then that Sunday night game ends up being probably one of the better games of the weekend just in terms of winners in, losers out, playoffs start tonight. So I still think Green Bay will probably be the Sunday night game, but I'm, I'm hoping the Lions don't have anything to play for. So uh, we're talking these playoff scenarios right now, and you know we're some of them are going to go a little bit over our head, but yesterday was a big day for teams getting eliminated or still having hope. And did you see what Ron Rivera did? Um, did I'm conflicted on if like, I think this matters or doesn't matter. So the Washington commanders could have like, they got eliminated yesterday, I believe, but like they did. Yes. So if, if they lost and another team won, I think it was the Seahawks, correct? No, It was the Packers. It was the Packers. All right. But in his post-game press conference, somebody was like, did knowing that you could get eliminated today affect your quarterback decision? And he said, we can get eliminated today? And the reporter had to explain to him, yes, if the Packers win. And I like he started Carson Wentz instead of Heineke and went through picks on two of his first three possessions. Oh, yeah. No, it was terrible for the commanders. Yeah, that, that clip. So the question was, like, are you going to – if you're eliminated, what do you, or would you think about playing, I think, the third-string quarterback next week? And that's when he was like, we could get eliminated? Yes, there we and go. There's that, there's that awkward silence, and he's like, oh. And then, sure enough, Green Bay wins, and the commanders were eliminated. But it's not all bad news for Washington, because they introduced Major Tutty yesterday. Did you see that? They did. Major Tutty, great mascot. I, some people are hating on it. I love it. A pig a lot of people, a lot of people call commander's him commander's hat. Yeah, a lot of people call him Major Hog, which is a cool nickname as well. Um, you know, I've I've heard that nickname a time or two. And they got they got ridiculed to Bolivia, but that's what's going to happen when you release a new mascot. You're just gonna you got to take the punches. I agree with you, Roush. It's unique. It's really yeah. funny looking, and that's all you can eat out of a mascot. Yeah, and it like yeah, you're exactly right. They're gonna hate on the mascot no matter what. It's just maybe don't roll it out the weekend you can get eliminated. Like, why Why week 17 of your first? You could just wait till next year. I haven't I seen it I yet. I love it. All times to do it. If you, if, if you didn't see it, it's a really fat pig mascot, but it's in army gear, uh, which yes. is great. It's a general. You know, he's a major. Uh, major. Yeah, he's a commander. He's a major, and his name is Tutty. It's cool. Big fan of it. But, yeah. Uh, but I also didn't expect like Ron Rivera to know every single playoff scenario while he's preparing for a football game. So I, but it it, it didn't make for a great clip. It's it's pretty smart on the commander's part it's because on the now. On... No, not gonna let me go. That's okay. No, go ahead. I was gonna say it's smart on the no. commander's part because they have now a tutty. They'll get a tutty in every game because they don't get any. Ah, bad joke. Yeah, you should probably should just kept going. <laughs> yep. Uh, texter on the Thornton's text slide. There must be a delay, Scoots, a little bit. 
uh, texter says, TCU making, or we read that one, didn't watch the football game and haven't heard if our starting QB or running back had any injuries. Anyway, Levis had nothing to prove by going out there and playing against a really, really bad defense. And they say, in parentheses, sarcasm. Yeah, I think our feelings are all pretty much well documented on that situation. A texter says, KRC text. Happy New Year's, guys. Disappointed in the offense, but I feel like it was your take your medicine and move on game with Levis and Rodriguez out. A fired OC, a great opposing defense. Hats off to UK's defense for an outstanding game. Can't wait to see that unit play next year. Yeah, they're going to be pretty good. Pretty pretty good. They do need to force some more turnovers, though. Um, they were like 80th in takeaways this year. But six but in I, efficiency. So it's like you're super awesome without creating a bunch of big plays. Maybe create some big plays. Yeah, but the front line should be really good next year and should be able to cause some havoc. And then we already talked about how excited we are about the secondary. So hopefully, hopefully those numbers will turn up. Hopefully. What do we got now? Um, Scoots. And what did you do for New Year's Eve? Yeah, who were you smooching? I you was smooch anybody. I was not smooching anybody. No, I actually went over to a buddy's house, uh, just hung out with them, watched some football. I did have a fourteen percent uh, stout beer this weekend, so that was pretty crazy. The darkest beer I've ever seen. You and your fourteen twenty five percent beers, man. It was it was pretty tasty, but I, I admittedly could not drink the whole thing. Yeah, um, that's a lot. Did you all see RG3 uh, run out of the Megacast broadcast to go have... Oh, for his wife? Yeah, that was cool. I didn't see it, but I heard about it. So, I'm wondering where are... Like, where's home base for RG3? Was he able to get back in time for the birth? Because I'm pretty sure she's on child number multiple. So, she's going into labor. It's probably happening pretty quickly. Yeah, I have no idea. He probably got there after the fact. I just, I'm basically, I'm like, how much is she going to kick his ass for not being there when the baby actually arrives? Maybe could have been a surprise. Could have been like, hey, could have been really early. Maybe yeah, could have been. You never know. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you got bills to pay. But Texter says, I find it hilarious how ticked off you of all fans are with Kenny Payne smiling with Cal at the end of the game. I Seriously. told my friends, I was like, you bet. I, when it happened in real time, I was like, "You all fans are going to get super worked up about that interaction right there." And guess what? They did. The thing that's so dumb about it, it's like th- those are the people that don't understand that. I know that your sports teams mean a lot to you, but like it, they're also like y- y- you're human beings. I, I just I don't I don't understand that. Like, him and Cal are, are buddies. They're going to smile and, like, shake hands after a game. That's just how... Very good friends. Have spent yes. a great deal of their lives, very important moments of their lives together. And after their first game ever coaching against each other, they laughed and were happy to, like, see each other. This idea that... And trust me, there are just as insane UK fans out there in the world. If the situations were reversed, I don't doubt there'd be UK fans doing the exact same thing. So I don't think it's specifically unique to U of L. But like, would you? Do you not have a a friend in your life that is of opposing fandom? And are you just incredibly mean to them on a certain day, or like, you know, you would you wouldn't do that. Like, it's just a smile. It's just like saying hey to each other. People just like get sports, sports matter, but at the end of the day, it is just sports. Relate, yeah, exactly. 
Well said. Like, uh, Texter says, me and my buddies went to Charlotte for New Year's Eve and then drove home with a nice and soothing New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve hangover is beyond hectic and miserable. What is the worst hangover ride that you've ever been a part of? It wasn't um, me, my, but back in like 2014, we went up to Notre Dame. U of L was playing Notre Dame, and all our U of L friends went, and I tagged along. But that the whole caravan on the way home was just like a disaster. One of my buddies had to – he was like, pull over, pull over, and just got out of the car and laid in the rain. And just he was like, I just need to lay down. He was like, I just need to lay down. <laughs> so we're on the side of the road. He's in the grass just laying there. And we were like, so how long do you need to lay? And then he got up and was fine. But uh, there's multiple throw-up stops that ride. That one was a, a disaster. But that wasn't me. Was, I was I was I was driving, baby. I was good. I was uh, returning. We did a spring break cruise my senior year of college out of Charleston, South Carolina. And I had a broken ankle at the time, was in a cast. And so like getting around off the boat was a huge pain in the rear end, like getting my luggage, I'm sweating, I'm on crutches. Uh like it it, it just sucked. And then I was in the back of like a it was probably like somewhere between a 98 and a 2004 Explorer, um, kind of that model. And you're going through the mountains and like Ooh, around. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, that was brutal. I'd saved. Uh, shout out to me, though, for saving my final hydrocodone for the ride home. That Which that also made it like kind of like a uh, an even wilder ride, you know, where you're just kind of like feeling a lot of weird feelings. It was that was, whew, man, classic, what a ride. Classic pain pills. Uh, one time on a ride home from New Orleans in a car, uh, just a little sedan with five people, so everybody was shoulder to shoulder. I had the literal flu, uh, like it, it hit me like the day before we left, and so we're in the car, and I was like, "Hey, I'm sick. I'm gonna be miserable this ride. Like, get a get, keep the windows down and just get away from me." Everybody in the car got the flu. <laughs> oh my god! I was like, I don't. I mean, you know, I, like that was. What do you, What do you do? You know, I mean, yeah. But that was kind of my most cooked. miserable rides I've ever been on. I felt so terrible. Uh, Texter says, tomorrow marks three years where I've listened to KRC every single day, five days a week. Just want to say thank you, gentlemen, for distracting me with sports content daily. Happy freaking New Year's. Hey, thank you for listening. That's awesome. Yeah, thanks Thanks for joining us. Can't believe you've, you've, you've stuck with us, so we appreciate it. I thought for sure we'd have more texts about either the, the football or the basketball game, but... The weekend textures were focused on their New Year's, and uh, that's fine with us. The texter on the Thorns text line says, I guess it's going to be two hours of excuses today for the football team. I don't think so. No, not really. I mean. I think we were said the offense was terrible. We expected it to be terrible. It was yeah. what we expected. We questioned how they were going to score points. They were unable to score points. That being said, defense was a good performance. Doesn't make the game any more fun. Doesn't make losing any more fun. But my takeaway is next season's going to be excited. So what does pouting about a bowl yeah. game, what's that going to do for well, you? Especially because it has no bearings on next season. Other than like yes. they kept um, – uh, I was talking with somebody and it was like this felt like a, they, they did what they had to do to keep people happy. You know, they, they got very – end of an era sort of deal where it's like the future doesn't look very bright. Then maybe we'd all be making a bigger deal about the game. But I think most people were disappointed. I was. That wasn't fun to watch. That shouldn't be the expectations for UK football. I don't think it is. 
But once the game was over, all right, hey, next year should be mm-hmm. better. I'm gonna move on. Yeah, like yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spend a lot of time letting this Music City Bowl game linger. Um, one texter says, "Never forget the first and only Trevor tries it." Oh, hey, great. we went to Babe and Dusters and did a Trevor tries it. That was that was fun too. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, but the the soccer stuff was absolutely hilarious. That was a KRC all timer. John here. Good morning, everyone. Happy New Year. Nothing but good vibes for UK Athletics in 23. All right. I did like the lineup we had against UL. However, I'm worried when Toppin seems to disappear against good teams. But with the new year comes a fresh start and mindset for BBN basketball and life in general. Over the years, I remember all the fun and great textures with the Thornton's text line and all the times Trevor was late was some fun times. Thanks, Justin, for coming and doing a great job. You're it was hard to replace Trevor. He's a legend. You're always professional and respectful on the air. You bring fun as well. Okay, I think it's Salsarita's time for lunch today. Got to go talk to you later. Love it, John. Thank you. And we agree. Scoots Thanks, John. done an amazing job since he's been leading the ship here. So, very happy. Always on time. Yeah, and happy uh, happy that you've been a part of this show too, John, for, for most of the ride. So, it's, mm-hmm. it's always a joy to hear from you every morning. Five fun years. We'd be very lucky and appreciative to be able to talk sports for – for five more, but we we take it day by day and, and just have a good time with it. And we love hearing and interacting with you all. Uh, 2022 was not the best year for UK athletics. Looking back in hindsight, with, with it all being said and done, let's hope 2023 is better, like John said. And uh, we'll be able to talk about a game tomorrow. Cats get back to action against LSU. SEC home opener. Be here at 7 a.m. to listen to us talk about it. Five fun years at KRC. Way to go, everybody. Woo. We'll see you tomorrow. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.